Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Gronkowski. <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. It's intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Yeah. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Live on YouTube today for episode 194. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Preseason football has arrived, and uh, today we're going to recap the Buccaneers' preseason opener against the Bengals. They lose 19-14 to at home. Uh, listen, it's a start. I mean, it's the start of the season, but we'll call it a start and probably not much else. Uh, If you are a fan of sloppy football and a lot of turnovers, then this was the game for you. Uh, We're going to get to all of that here in just a moment. Welcome back to the show. Evan, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing pretty good. Um, Admittedly, I I didn't watch the game on Saturday. I didn't watch it live. Um, But NFL Network, they, uh, they were playing it last night it was like 4 a.m like so i i didn't stay up but i I recorded it and i watched it this morning so if i would have not Um, watched it live and then heard everything that i did about it and had to watch it on demand like that i probably wouldn't have watched it so i mean i can commend you um because as you watched it you saw that you didn't miss very much i think the live aspect of it though football on our tv especially with the bucks at home is exciting but the game just most definitely was not very exciting no, no, if if I if I if I wasn't doing this podcast, I wouldn't have watched it. Like, yeah, I I, I wouldn't have watched it at all. If, if I didn't need to make like observations and stuff, I I would not be watching. It. I mean, I had an idea of like I've seen I saw some clips and stuff. Like, I you know I, I had an idea of like what happened and like who played well, who didn't. But like, sort of wanted to see it with my own eyes and, and sort of make my my own assessment of it. So um, glad to see Willie Beeman is back. He hasn't been here in a long time. Oh yeah, what's up, buddy? Name. Willie Beeman has returned, ladies and gentlemen. He's holding down in the chat. Adam Davies, Jeffrey Sullivan, Pete Payne. Pete Payne, that's like a that's like a wrestler name almost, you know, like Pete Payne. <laughs> Peter Payne. Yeah. Oh, that's he's like a big buff Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Payne. <laughs> um, thank you guys for being here as part of the live chat. We are live on YouTube, which I think most of the shows this season will be because we really enjoy talking to you guys in that real time interaction. 
And uh, it adds another level to this podcast. So thank you for being here. But back to the game. Uh, to put it simply, there was a lot of bad tackling out there from your depth guys. You know, the starters between both sides of the football only got, I think, six total snaps on each side. Uh, Tom Brady threw two total passes. One was complete to Gio Bernard for nine yards, got sacked, and his night was over. Um, I mean, there just wasn't, uh, you know, other than your fringe guys on the bubble, there isn't a whole lot we should be taking away from this game. It was a whopping 149 yards of total offense or 159 yards, one of those. Uh, it really wasn't that explosive of a day. But, um, you know, one of the ways that I described it as well is like, the only way I can describe it, we kind of brought it up here on the show sometimes before, but there were a lot of like 2014 Bucks moments out there. Uh, that early interception from Javon Hagen, where uh -huh. he, he had a great interception and then instantaneously just kind of gave it to the defender. Like that's something that, you know, you haven't seen on this football team in the regular season in quite a while, or at least uh, at least a year's time, right? Um, it just reminds you of like the sloppy stuff that would happen, but I guess that's why these guys are second, third, and fourth stringers out there, and this is what the preseason's for. So I, I can't be too mad about it. I think people are, yeah, this, there wasn't a preseason last year, so people aren't used to it as much. They're, you know, uh, I think they sort of forgot what preseason football was. I think when you heard preseason football, you thought, oh, this is going to be crisp, and this is going to be this and that. Well, especially the yeah. hype behind finding out that the starters are going to play. Like, Bruce says Tom Brady's going to play. So for a lot of Tom Brady fans, it's like, holy shit, he's stepping back. He's going to do this again. And, uh, yeah. you know, he only threw one pass and got sacked, but well, it, that's a big well, draw for me. I mean, I mean, do you do you count? Do you count the the sack play as a pass? Because technically, then he he dropped back three times. He threw two passes and got sacked once because he threw the deep ball to, to Antonio Brown that just missed. Yeah, um, and I think so, that was mostly on AB. He did a good job of tracking yeah. it down. Just couldn't hang on. Yeah, um, and I, I mean he'll be fine, whatever. But uh, I yeah, I think it was a lot of it was the people just forgetting just how sloppy preseason football actually is. Um. Don't get me wrong, I missed it. Like, you know, you know, you missed it last year. It, it definitely it sucked having to wait. You know, like this time last year in August, we were like, what to talk about? Like, do we just keep talking about training camp over and over and over again? So right. and you nice didn't even have about... like the training camp coverage no. then that you do now. Yeah. Cause it, it's it's yeah. nice to talk about an actual football game. It's it's nice to talk about an actual football game being played between two teams. And you can finally look at rookies right now instead of it being a closed practice. You can finally see what Kyle Trask looks like. What does Joe Tryon look like? How, you know, Jalen Darden, the one disappointment. And I think I called this too. <laughs> what did I tell you was going to happen? That would just be the, the Bucks luck. Oh, There's man. all these questions about Ryan Suckup, right? <laughs> all these questions about him. And I said, he's not even going to be able to attempt to kick. And the one they did didn't count. And then the other one, they went for two-point conversion. So we don't know if Ryan Suckup is good. What the, what the hell was that, by the way? That, like, fake mm -hmm. formation? I, you know, they, they, they changed it up at the line, came out with a weird look, audible back to a kick, made the kick, ref threw the flag, said it didn't count, right? Yeah. Like, I still don't fully understand what happened well, there. I Bruce said I there was a miscommunication, but, like, I don't know what the hell that was. He Bruce said, yeah, Bruce said it was the kicker's fault, but then he then he quickly said it was my, it was my fault. Oh, Willie Bean with a $10 super chat. Hell, yeah. Thanks thank you, lot. Willie. 
Thanks for donating um, hey, to the Wendy's Fund, friend. Hey, hey, fellas, it has been a while. I'm alive and well. I'll be watching all the Bucks games on my fire stick of the season. I even got a chance to see my track mate, Mike Daniels, from high school. Go Bucks! Oh, Thanks yeah, a lot, Bucks. Willie. Appreciate it. Glad to hear you're doing all right. Um, so I the base like I Bruce, yeah, like I said, he blamed suck up, and then he quickly sort of blamed himself. I was like, okay. Well, after like reading it, I was like, okay, it's weird. But when I actually watched it, I was like, okay, that makes sense of why it would be a flag. Because they it changed, moved him closer, right? Yeah, they they yeah. they changed the extra point distance for a reason. Like, if that wasn't a flag, then every team would do that formation and just kick it from the two instead. And it would be an automatic extra point. Yeah. So like I understand why it's a flag. I don't understand why Ryan Suckup or the coaching staff would think that would work. Yeah, like I just I I don't obviously preseason is the time to do it, right? Preseason yeah. is the yeah. time to experiment with that stuff. But I, I I don't understand why anybody thought that would work, or I, I don't know. It was super <laughs> weird. You probably you won't see it again um, from this team, but uh, it just really it really caught me off guard because it was like you know everybody was cheering about the touchdown, and then we kind of all looked around, and next thing uh, we know, down there they're not <laughs> in the regular formation, and you know everybody held their breath. Um, so hopefully we don't ever see something like that again, cause it did not work. Or if the communication's there and it ends up working, then we're all going to call Bruce Arians a genius, but it's preseason. And, uh, that's what stuff like that is for as far as the defensive starters, because that's all there really is to discuss about the offensive starters on the other side of the football turnovers are plenty, not necessarily from the starters, but, um, Levante David did force a fumble. He went out there and did things that, you know, 54 usually does. Um, he was able to force the fumble and recover it. And I think it came at a great time because uh, Bengals were kind of driving right there. Driving, yeah. yeah. Um, so I a good way. I for- didn't think I thought the first team defense got, I don't know. The Bengals were really working in misdirections and the screens a lot. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was, it was kind of confusing them. Uh, I really thought it was kind of confusing the defense. So now um, let me ask an yeah, honest question. And I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to make this more than what it is because I don't think it's a huge topic of discussion. But I mean, first preseason back for the starters is is the question of effort going to come up? Like, I don't really know how much effort we're going to see from these guys in the preseason. But Bruce is also the type of guy to call that shit out. But it's also preseason, so like, where do you, where do you stand on that? Is that an issue or no? Well, I, I don't know because he, he didn't really seem to have much of an issue with it. Uh, Bruce in his post game press conference and his press conference yesterday um they're practicing like they just wrapped up practice like a few minutes ago so yeah. might get some more quotes from him but it didn't really seem like he had an issue with the effort and i think he has a pretty you know he's a better pulse of the football team than we do so i don't really i don't really think it was effort i just uh, it, it's preseason you, you're not getting they were not game planning for the Cincinnati. right nobody's straight. nobody's gonna go out there and tackle like their <laughs> life depends on it i mean you if know you're, but you i know, mean <clears throat> that playing. was some horrid tackling but yeah yeah that that's the biggest thing and i mean you know, we're mostly going to be talking about the backups on this show because, you know, starters played one drive apiece. I, and can't, I can't lie. Um, I would have liked to seen Tom Brady go out there one more time just to, to maybe try and get something going on offense. All right. Like, it, it just I, – I don't know. It, well, it that connection like to A.B. Very... would have helped his stat line well, significantly. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah what, it, it was would, like it a 45-yarder? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would you know, They might have – they – it would have been either at the 50 or past the 50. So, um, I mean, that would have helped. I, I just would have liked to see maybe one more drive. If you go three and out, you go three and out. But I just would have liked to see one more drive. But 
don't know exactly how the field was. Um, you know, the, the conditions of the field, it seemed like it was okay. It, it looked like it was fine. Um, it didn't really, did, did it really rain at all uh, during the no, game? You were it didn't there. It didn't rain at so. all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it I mean, rained. It rained at the tailgate. And as we were walking in, uh, and then actually once we took those shots at the front of the stadium is when it stopped raining. Um, really quickly, before we go into this game, I want to make sure we mention it. Uh, we've talked a lot about our buddy Mark Cook, and I think anybody who's in tap to the Bucks community knows what has happened. Um, you know, we talked about it a lot on our last show. Pewter Report's actually doing a Remembering Mark Cook live stream tonight. Uh, I believe it is at 8 o'clock on their YouTube channel. 7, 7.30, I believe. 7.30. Um, so make sure you guys check that out. But there is a GoFundMe uh, that has been set up, and it is there to help the family. I'm going to make sure that after this live stream, I uh, I drop the link in the chat, or if maybe one of our moderators can drop the link of it in the chat. Um, but if you guys want to support any of the uh, Cook family during this time, make sure you guys go do that. Their goal was $30,000. Um, the last I heard heard of it was a couple of days ago. They were at about 11500 and Evan let me know right before we went live that uh, they're closing in on $20,000, which is just kick-ass, man. Um, but make sure you guys go give that some attention because I think it is worthy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if 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 you're able to, um, obviously, if if you're unable to to donate, that's that's probably fine. But 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 if you're able to, we, we ask that you know you, you you kindly do. And um, yeah, it's it, it's truly remarkable uh, the amount of money they have raised. I think it's been three days that that GoFundMe's been up. Uh, so it's it's truly remarkable. And uh, you know, if if you want to donate, you don't have to. You don't have to say your name. You don't have to say anything like that. You, you can go anonymously. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, but just if, if you're able to, we'll drop the link, and you you guys will be able to, to go to that GoFundMe and uh, be able to donate. I just pinned it in the live chat, so it's going to be there for the rest of the show. If you guys want to check it out um, while you're checking us out, thank you so much. So let's get back into this football game. We talked about the starters and, and what came which, of their which, series. Speaking of Mark Cook and the football game, uh, kudos to the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. For, for their, their treatment of, of, of Mark Cook, honoring, honoring Mark Cook. Uh, left a, a press box seat for him um, with uh, the, the Cook hat from, from what's cooking, uh, a Florida State mug. And, uh, and some flowers along with a few pictures. And then the Buccaneers themselves having a moment of silence before the game for Mark Cook. And then I believe what the two minute warning, they did that little video tribute yeah. uh, on, on the board with it, with a few uh, photos and stuff. So just a, a, a first class organization, you know, that this, this, this team has really turned into and um, fa fantastic stuff. It, it, it truly, truly is. And I mean, Mark, he would have thought that was so cool. Right yeah. to to get to to get his he would have been he would have been complaining that that his ugly mug was on there right he would have been like oh <laughs> get the you know get that off of there but um you know deep down he would he would have loved it so and, and uh, we actually hung out uh, I was able to tailgate before the game my buddy Jay our friend Cam um Alan and Joey as well who are really big fans of the channel really appreciate them hanging out there uh, the loose cannon showed up and everybody met up uh, at the front of the stadium right at six thirty and had a shot of fireball not everybody uh not everybody there liked fireball but you know when it comes to the ginger badass you got to do it so that's right when the rain stopped and i think there isn't much more fitting so uh rest in peace to mark cook 
And if you guys could make sure you go check out that GoFundMe if you want to support the family. Really awesome work being done there. So here we go. Second string quarterback action. Because I think when the question is still posed, who's going to be the second stringer on this team? It is still Blaine Gabbert. Uh, Blaine Gabbert comes into the game, did Blaine Gabbert things, went 6 for 11 and 64 yards, wasn't anything too flashy. Um, Ryan Griffin then came in afterwards and also went 6 for 11, but 47 yards and uh, two total interceptions. I know one of them was off of a tip pass. And I mean, that's that. You know, Blaine Gabbert and, and Ryan Griffin... It, it it sucks that there isn't more of a conversation here, but with Kyle Trask being in the mix, it just, you know, the Bucks are probably more than likely not going to cut Kyle Trask. And we'll talk about his performance here in a minute. Oh, it, it's, it's not more than likely. They're not cutting Kyle Trask. They're not. They're not cutting Kyle <laughs> Trask. Um, so, unfortunately, I think the writing is on the wall for Ryan Griffin because, it, you know, ending up on the practice squad just doesn't seem like the most likely option. But I, I, think, I think that's where he's going to end up. Yeah. You're yep. allowed that you're allowed to place veterans on there now, so um, that's where he'll probably end up. Okay. So, um, everybody told me that Blaine Gabbert was like fantastic during the game, and I think it's because they only were like literally Gabbert did one drive and it ended up in a touchdown. It was the first completions of the game. We saw Tom Brady to Gio Bernard for a first down, and then yeah. that was it, right? Yeah. So every throw that Blaine Gabbert's going to make is just huge. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I wasn't overly impressed. I just, I was like, um, be, like I said, I had read that. I was like, oh, oh, he did good. Okay, let me watch. And I was like, um, <laughs> not great. I was like, oh, okay. It, it seemed uh, like it seemed like the first preseason game that you would expect from a quarterback like Blaine Gabbert. No disrespect to his game. I know he's been widely said uh, as the future of the franchise, but you know, it, it it looked like Blaine Gabbert in the first preseason game. Yeah. It looked like any um, quarterback in the first preseason game. Yeah. And then Ryan Griffin comes in, and I just thought – I he's thought, a nice guy. I thought, thought he stunk he, it up. I thought he sucked. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I just – and normally he's he's good in the preseason, like we've talked about it. Yeah. But, man, oh, man, I, I thought he sucked. I just – I didn't think he was in any spots – really forced. I don't know if he's pressing because he wants to try and make the team. He was forcing the ball. Um, he threw some deep balls, which isn't really a characteristic of him, which is telling me that like he's trying to press a little bit. Well, he's been letting them rip at camp. I, and, I, mean, I mean, he's had a couple of good, deep ones, but like he's not known for that. You oh know? yeah. Like in the past years in Tampa, like he hasn't really done that much. So uh, yeah, the one interception to Tyler Johnson, it was a tight window, but Tyler Johnson should probably you know, probably have caught that, honestly. Probably should have caught the ball. Uh, you know, but yet again, it's a tight window you're trying to fit in. And then the other one, just why even throw that ball? Right. That was like, a, you know, just, I, don't, I don't know why you throw that ball. So, uh, yeah, uncharacteristic. And I, I think Bruce even said that, you know, the, the throws down the middle weren't really characteristic of Ryan Griffin. So, uh, and then Kyle Trask comes in. And obviously people know my feelings about Kyle Trask, whatever. Like I thought Trask actually played decent. Um, I know a lot of people, I know this is like the consensus, right? That Trask played decent, but the, the box score won't show up because of the supporting cast. There was a few balls that were, I was like, oh, that's a nice ball. And like, yeah. they just, the receivers just didn't get it done. Um, so that's why I think you'll see maybe Kyle Trask a little bit earlier next time to try and get him with some, some better, some better players around him. Right. 
the uh, the stat line that he had mentioned for Kyle Trask, four for 15, 35 yards, and then, uh, I mean, technically an end zone completion on the two-point conversion. Yeah, four for which, 15. Which doesn't, which do, that doesn't count as a completion technically. So Right. Um, um, yeah, I mean, only four completions. I mean, you read that and you're like. Oh I, I will say he looked aware in the pocket, but he didn't look entirely comfortable. Um, he was able to shake away some pressure. He got away from guys and he definitely showed off his arm because I think his second pass of the game, um, he chucked it yeah, 45 he, yards downfield and overthrew his receiver. Far. Yeah. For a touchdown that, that, that needs to be a touchdown. Yeah. Man. And if, if you saw his feet, his feet never really got set. Just get to, you know, just set your feet, just be composed and just let it rip. The, uh, he he threw a dime down the sideline later, which I think is one of the passes that you had talked about. It was right in the hands of his receiver, and I think it was Josh Pearson. He kind of sold him out and just wasn't able to reel it in. Yeah, Josh well. Pearson was actually cut today, um, or yesterday, I'm sorry. But uh, Bucks actually made three cuts, Cameron Kinley, Josh Pearson, yeah. and I can't remember the last one. Uh, uh, Daquan Hampton. Yes. Tight end. Tight end. Uh, so, yeah... I thought trash played okay. It's it's tough for me. It's tough for me to really, you know, you just didn't see enough of them. And like when you see four completions, right? Like, man, like you want to see more than that, but yeah, yeah. yeah the supporting cast he's playing with is, is not great. And um yeah, I know I think Scott Reynolds, because they always Pewter Report always does their two-point conversion things after every Bucks game, and they do like a prediction kind of, and he predicted that Kyle Trash was going to play more than Ryan Griffin. Uh, next week in Tampa versus Tennessee, and I agree. At least he should because I, I, I don't know, man, about Ryan Griffin. I just think Ryan Griffin's done. I just, mm. you know, it, it was fun. Somebody, uh, but, somebody in the chat brought it up earlier. If the Bucks end up keeping Ryan Griffin on the practice squad, do you think there's another team that'll scoop him up? No, I mean I don't know. Quarterback is, I mean they've Griffin's been on the practice squad before, so like. Griffin's not always made the 53-man roster, so teams have had a shot to get him when he was even younger. Teams yeah. had shots to get him from Tampa's practice squad when he was in his 20s. Now he's, like, what is he, 30? Or, like, 29 or 30 years old? So I don't I don't know. I, I think you'd be okay. Um, you are able to protect players. Uh, you were able – I believe you're still able, able to protect four players from the practice squad every week. Um, that doesn't mean they can't be taken. There's, there's one day, I believe it's – monday so i you know monday of the new week is when they could be taken um but it's just an extra protection so if they really thought that griffin was going to get uh going to get cut or i mean picked up by another team i think they'll just protect him um so come come on glennon has a job griffin should easily get snapped snapped up griffin has what six nfl snaps in a regular season yeah, Glennon has 600, so that's that's the difference right there. Um, you know, Mike Glennon was a former third round pick. Ryan Griffin, I think, was undrafted. So uh, it's just it's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. And Rich in the chat says Griffin is 32. I mean, Mike yeah. Glennon's even younger than that. So um, it's uh, I. I I just don't think he's going to make it. And uh, it's a shame. He's, he's a nice dude. He's, he's put together a lot of good preseasons, but I just, I don't really think he's going to make it. And I'd like to see more of Kyle Trask. I, I was a little bit surprised. You only got to see one drive of Blaine Gabbert, but I guess it was because it was a touchdown. Right. Um, I think if it wasn't a touchdown, you would have seen him back out there again. Um, 
So, but other than that, like you said, not really a whole lot to talk about on offense. Jalen Darden looked all right, had a play or two. Tanner Hudson, actually, it's funny. He looked actually, I thought, really good. Yeah, um, I, 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 thought, I, I had him right here. I, I mean, he was the team's leading receiver. And on a night with an offensive explosion of 159 total yards, he was able to uh, to rake in 50 yards over five receptions. Couldn't get a touchdown, but I thought T-Hud needed a big day. And uh, he definitely showed us something. Saw him pick up a couple of blocks and looked pretty that, good. That one on, on, the, on the third down, I just I, he's never going to be a good blocker. That's just <laughs> something. I think if the Bucks are going to keep him, they're just going to have to put up with that. Right. Um, but on, on the one third down, he caught the ball. He's back turned and he, you know, he did that little pivot and, and that little spin move yeah. to get the first down. That was awesome. You it know, it like was a pretty uh, it was a pretty constant rotation between him and Cody McElroy as well. I don't have McElroy's final stats in front of me, uh, but well, he played McElroy. McElroy did catch the two point conversion. Though, he, he did. He did. He and he also played the most snaps of any player that played in the first preseason game uh, between special teams and offense. And then he had that great catch in the end zone, which you can see an awesome angle of in the first few seconds of the game day vlog on our YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out. Um, so I mean. You know, McElroy, I wasn't really paying attention to how much he was blocking, to be honest with you, just because I was in the end zone, had a tough seat. But um, I, I thought Tanner Hudson showed me something when he needed to. Yeah. And that's yeah. what he does in August, right? Yeah, that's pretty much. Um, Keyshawn well, Vaughn got some work on offense well, and special teams as well. well I was, I was going to say, well, I was just about to say one more player I wanted to talk about was Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. Um, I thought he looked good. That uh, He's. Please do not put him at kicker turner. No, like, no. Yeah, stop. I didn't think that experiment no. went well either. I was pretty surprised <laughs> to see him in our end zone. Like, can, can, can you stop? Like, can we not do that? It's just. Well, they moved have, him. Like, I mean, they moved him around on special teams. He was a gunner a couple of times, went out there in some various spots. Um, 11 carries for 27 yards on the ground and a touchdown, two receptions and 10 yards. Uh, he did have the touchdown of the game. So, you know. That's that. Oh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought he, I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, he, he Bruce, well. Bruce actually ended up coming out and saying that those special teams reps did a lot for him. Played well, had a, had a little bit of juice. You could tell. Um, excited to see him on, uh, you know, on on the twenty first. You don't sound week. excited to see him. Uh, hey, I mean, you can fake just... the excitement all you want. I know, I know, you don't like Keyshawn Vaughn succeeding. I is like actively <laughs> root against the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, what I see, it's just, we'll see what happens. I, I just complimented. He had a good game, you know, um, number 21 for a running back, much better than number 30, in my opinion. Uh, so that's an upgrade already. So he's already upgraded. Yeah, I'll agree. There. Um, 21 just feels like a, you know, running back or cornerback. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think of, I think of 21. I just think of those two. Yeah. Um, I think I like you know, Patrick Peterson and, and stuff like that. Prime time. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought Vaughn was good. Just don't – yeah, let's not do the, the whole kick return thing. It's have Mickens do it. Have you, you, you literally drafted Darden for that reason, and he only got one chance to do it. Um, I think he was like 12 yards or whatever his return was. So, other than that, though, yeah, there's just I, – I know it's not – this doesn't really feel like really organized a show, but like there's not a ton on offense. Well, there, I mean, let's let's face it. There isn't a whole lot that's organized about preseason games in general.
Yeah, uh, you know, it's different groups of players at different times. It's guys that aren't even going to make the team. Like I think, I think play of the game uh, in the second half. Joe Jones at linebacker had a pick six, which we were right in front of, which we also have a kick-ass camera view of uh, over on our game day vlog on our YouTube channel. But um, I mean, that was probably play of the game. But I don't I, know if I Joe Jones makes this team. I can't look at Joe Jones' name and not just think it's like Joe Jonas. Like, <laughs> I, I just keep thinking that. Like, I, every well, time actually, I see it, they had uh, announced Joe Jones. Oh, God. I think they said at, uh, I think we were at training camp and he made a tackle, and me and James looked up the roster to see who that was. And it was Joe Jones. And we were both like, who the hell is Joe Jones? Like, this is the first time I've heard this guy's name, like, all of camp. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've been pretty actively at camp and covering camp. Like, how have I not heard of this guy? But, uh, yeah, yeah they, he did they have play the game. Him, they signed him a little bit before camp. But, yeah, I can't help but, with, like, every time I see Joe Jones, I'm like, <laughs> oh, Joe Jonas. And, like, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll admit, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Jonas Brothers fan, whatever. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him and every single time. When they, these Rappaport tweeted it, when they first signed him, I was like, oh, Joe Jones. And I was, I tweeted, I was like, for a second, I thought it said the Bucks signed Joe Jonas. I was about to get super hyped. Then I was like, oh, Joe Jonas got a pick six in the first Bucks game. Cool for him. All right. Um, but yeah, so it's a good moment for him, though. It's a big boost, right? And trying to make the team to, to get a play, even though it was thrown right to you to try and get that type of play. Um, you know, you want to make the plays that are memorable. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. I thought KJ Britt, the other linebacker, actually yeah. looked pretty good. Um, I, I thought he had a nice day. He had that fumble recovery, um, which obviously it doesn't mean he really did much with the fumble. But, hey, you recovered it. You didn't screw up like Javon Hagan. It goes we'll on stat sheet. Um, yeah, and I actually thought Javon Hagan was very hot and cold. I thought there were yeah. some plays I was like, wow, it, that's it a was, good play. So for the defense on total, uh, they recorded four takeaways on the night, two interceptions and two fumbles. Javon Hagan, like you just said, he he was all over the place. Uh, he managed to snag that interception and then almost instantly gave it away. Uh, double turnover on the play. Cincinnati recorded the uh, or recovered the fumble. I'm sorry, but he did end up finishing with five tackles. And and I thought, you know, from that moment on, he played a strong game because he was out there a lot. I just I I didn't love the effort. Um, I I thought a lot of his tackles were missed because he was just trying to throw the shoulder around. He wasn't trying he, to. Wrap he was up. he was missing tackles. A lot of guys out um, there were. So. Um, yeah, I, I just I didn't didn't love the effort on some of his tackles, but hey, I mean, he had, he made that great play to get the interception. I mean, that is a tough catch. Yeah. Uh, just you, come on, man. You just hang on to it, bro. Nobody touched you. Like, <laughs> come, come on, man. Like, if if you get stripped, whatever. If you get stripped, you get stripped. But come on, like you, you can't do that and and try and want to make the team. Um, so I'm excited. And also, he seems to be like a guy that really brings energy. Yeah. Really getting hype and stuff, so I'm excited to see a little bit more of him, and and hopefully you know if he causes more turnovers that he won't just give them right back. Um, <laughs> and I mean, actually, the Bucks had four takeaways, but they also had a pick called back, uh, D Delaney. Yeah, for, that was and that it, it, okay. So let's kind of take a detour on the D Delaney interception. It was called what DPI, right? Yeah, yeah. That was not a happy stadium whatsoever. Um. If this is the standard for officials in the regular season, it's going to be a long, long year because the calls were absolute shit all night. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, I think preseason. The call on Joe Tryon. 
Right? Well, we I'll haven't talk, even talked I'll, about Joe Tryon. Had that I'll, awesome I'll talk sack. About that. Yeah, I'll talk about that then. Yeah. Um, you, you hate to say this, but it's like it's preseason for the refs, too. Um, <laughs> they got to cut the refs, right? They go through the weeding out process. Well, something maybe. Um, you know, I just I, I don't know. I, I feel like the refs are just trying to see, you know, what what's going to get called, what's not going to get called. And also, like, you know, most of the time, the quality of players that are playing right now, there's going to be more mistakes and more penalties anyway. There was some questionable calls. And on the D Delaney thing, yes, he grabs him. Like, he, he grabs him. But the issue with that was it was within five yards, which right. you're allowed to do. So, yeah, he grabs him. And if it was past five yards, it probably would have been pass interference. But it's within five yards. You're allowed to do that. You're, you're, you're allowed to bump the receiver at the line. That's exactly what they did. So I, I, I don't know. I don't really understand that one. How about um, that? Uh, how about that taunting call that's going viral from the Colts game? Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, you can't get up and talk to somebody. Uh, Give me a break. Oh, man. Like, and no fun yeah. league strikes again. Like, like they gave you group celebrations. They gave you the group celebrations after the touchdowns. But they're like, you know what? We're going to take away this. And, like, I love how – like one thing everybody calls it the Antoine Winfield rule <laughs> like to me it's not the Antoine Winfield rule you know why Antoine Winfield, rule. no Antoine Winfield still got flagged for that like That's they, fair. They, they still threw the flag so how is it the Antoine Winfield rule they still threw the flag for that like, like it's not like they got away with it maybe all, maybe that play it. maybe that moment was just the straw that broke the camel's back and they said listen even though he got flagged we need you know, harsh, harsher penalties Maybe. for this. And yeah, all that, I mean, all that. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, amazement in the chat really brings up a good, you know, point. That taunting call could screw up games. Oh, people are going to lose like, games, dude. If, if, yeah. if, you know, if a player makes a big play and he taunts them, boom, 15 yards. Or like, you know, especially maybe not on offense as much as on defense. If you make a big, you know, a big sack on a third down, but you taunt them 15 yards, like, that hurts. Yeah, man. So I bet you there is. I don't know if it's the Bucks or not, but there is a game this season where somebody loses the game, and a big—not the only reason, but a big reason why they lose the game—is a taunting penalty that gives the other team 15 yards. And, and and basically, the rule comes down to as long as it's not directed at a player or could be perceived as yeah. directed at another player. So, like when a you know when a guy gets a pick. And then the whole defense runs to the end zone. That's, that's not that's really fine. under the rules of taunting. It's, you know, if you make a one-on-one catch and you get up and you flex at the guy, which is exactly what the running back did after carrying the pile for five fucking yards. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to get aggressive. It's just, you know, like people yeah, you're said really, in the chat. You're, you're, big, you're big Colts guy. I'm a big you're football really... guy. All right? I'm like Dan Campbell. I, I just, it's going to ruin the game of football. And when you have people losing games over natural human emotion, like it's you know that's just part of the game, bro. If you cannot take somebody flexing in your face, you should not be out there. And I think the NFL needs to realize that these are grown men on the field who can handle these problems themselves. You know, it's it's not really their place to determine who can do what. Now, you know, taunting to a degree, I, I get it. You know, if 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 a modern day uh, to on the Dallas Star happens, sure. If maybe a peace sign in the face, uh, it was deserved, but you can, under, was, you can understand was, was why deserved. they threw the flag, right? It was a deserve, but it was also a taunting. That is a taunt. It was the best penalty of all time. Yeah. All right. You, I think we can you, agree on that. 
you you are taunting somebody like by doing that like yeah that's a taunt you know going to the right. star that that's taunting if like, tyree sure. kill throws up the deuces this year yeah, it's sure, probably that, a taunt if taunt. he does the backflip into the end zone that's it's taunting, probably right? a taunt like and, yeah. and it has been beforehand too so like yeah there's some things that like yeah you should throw it for like yeah. you should but I agree. Um, it's frustrating. It just it gets it me fired like, up, man. It it seems like they're just the NFL is like they take two steps forward, but then they just they they're like, oh, they're having too much fun, right? Like, yeah. Let, let's just let's turn this back. right. Um, it, it feels very high schoolish, like very like you know, oh, there's set rules. Oh, you, you you're not allowed to curse. You're not allowed to do this. Watch your language. Oh, get up and like these players aren't robots. Right. Like momentum swings and. You know, adrenaline are it's so big in football that like sometimes a player's not gonna be able to control themselves. They might not mean to do it, but like they're not gonna be able to control themselves. And that's just sports at its core. Like, why do you think they let them drop the gloves in hockey? You know, it's just it's sports, man. It's the competitive nature of human beings. And when you can go out there and prove that you're a bigger man than the guy across from you it's going to get you fired up at least a little bit. And I'm sure a lot of the fans in the stands are going to be, you know, pretty happy to see it as well. So anyways, let's go back to the actual on field. Yeah. Right. We're talking about a preseason game and I'm cussing out the, uh, the NFL rule makers (laughs) and and, and still talking. Well, we're still (laughs) going to talk about the refs because they, I guess they don't, if, if, if a tackle makes a loud noise, they have to call it a a flag. Um, Because I, I mean, Joe Tryon's thing, it's a little high, but like, he doesn't lead with the helmet. It like, come on, like, what's he supposed to do? Like, come on, give me right. a break. All right, like, give me a break. And I mean, yes, it's it's preseason, and will that be called every time? No, but should it be called ever? No. Like, quarterbacks are so coddled nowadays; it's ridiculous. Like, let them get hit. Like, I they, think uh, one of my favorite players of all time, Jack Lambert from the Steelers back in the seventies and eighties, linebacker. I think he was the guy that said, you need to just put the quarterbacks and dresses out there. If you don't want anybody to hit them, you know what I mean? Nobody to touch them, dress them up all pretty. They're the prettiest position on the field. And uh, nowadays in the NFL, it's more true than ever. I mean, we have had so many changes to the rules of just tackling a quarterback. What, within the last five years? You remember there was a period of time we didn't even know what a sack was because if you fell on the guy the wrong way, then you'd get a flag. Uh Yeah, I mean, it's it's rough man and it's a it, it's an awful adjustment period that the league is going through right now <laughs> yeah um olivuk's blocking tight end said only threw that flag because he taunted an opponent face are you you're talking about the trial one we're we're talking about the no they're talking they're talking he's talking about the uh i think the Colts okay one. yeah okay yeah it was, yeah the Joe trial one it was just that was for the hit um that wasn't a taunt that was an unnecessary roughness so um i i don't get it man just let him hit the quarterback. He, he's paid to literally hit the quarterback. Let him hit the quarterback. Like, yeah, if he if he lowers his head and tries to spear him, like, sure. Like, what do you call the flag? Like, there's got to be some, you know, some protection. Yeah. But, like, come on, man. Like, the quarterback got right up. It wasn't like he was concussed. Like, just give me a break. Why? Why are you? I'm not saying it has to be like the, the 1960s. Where people are, you know, no, some people are wearing the the leather helmets. You know, I'm not saying that, but like, just come play football. Like, seriously, like, uh, like a lot of people fall in love with it because of the hard hits. Just let them play. You know, I mean, John Lynch just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. 
John Lynch isn't a Hall of Famer. What was the, the, what was the highlight of his speech? All the highlights they were showing and every single person who had something to say about John Lynch, on, you know, at the Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, he he goes beyond the safety position. He occupies a spot in your mind because he just absolutely kills people. Um, yeah, I mean, can't say you, that. Know, you can't really say that about guys in the NFL, maybe like a Jordan Whitehead. But, you know, he'll probably get flagged for hitting somebody too hard this year. Yeah, I mean, he's not like a John Lynch, though. No, he's uh, not a John Lynch, but, like, but I think he's the like, closest thing we have nowadays. John Lynch ain't a Hall of Famer in today's NFL. No way. He, he'd be kicked out of the league. You know, he, <laughs> he, wouldn't, he, would, he, he wouldn't make the team. <laughs> yeah, because he'd just be flagged every time. What would, he could be as good as you want him to be. What's his value if he's just getting flagged every play? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, a lot of guys like that. Like, th- there's a reason Deshaun Goldston really flamed out. There's a reason that Mark Barron had to be turned into a linebacker. Those yeah. guys, just those those types, they don't. The NFL does not want those types of players anymore. They don't want them. So they they they, they do not want them. And I think that's also why you saw some poor tackling there. These players don't know how to tackle anymore. Yeah, you, you got to relearn the fundamentals. Like you, you don't know what's going to be called. And I mean, yeah, I mean, amazement says it well enough. You know, can't hit high, can't hit low, can't land on him, can't touch his face mask. Well, then can we just put a flag on him and just pull the flag and that's a sack? <laughs> like, can we just do that then? Um, or you might pull the flag too aggressive. And right, yeah, like, yeah. Flag. You so, might throw the flag um, down on the ground instead of handing that, it to that, him after the that, play. Taunting. Yeah. Um, Sue, uh, Sue told Tron just to shove the QB next time. Sure, but Sue, <laughs> Sue has like 50 pounds under Tron and muscle weight. So, oh, probably a little more than that, man. That, that's, that's easier for Sue to say than, than, than for Tryon to, to do. Uh, so, um, you could definitely try it. I just think, just whatever. Joe Tryon, don't, don't change the way you're trying to tackle. Don't, whatever. What, whatever. You got, you got, what else we got to talk about? Uh, I wanted to wrap up some people talking on the uh, defensive side of the ball. Antonio Hamilton actually led the team with six tackles on the night. Cameron Kinley, Cameron Kinley, who was cut today, recorded five tackles. Um, and while the defense didn't really get any sacks, uh, I thought Khalil Davis showed a couple of pass rush moves. That uh, I don't, good. I don't care. They had one sack. I don't. They had one sack. I'm oh yeah, the Joe Tryon sack. You're right. I'm counting. <laughs> That, yeah, that's they had one. And sack. also, let, let's for real quick. I thought Tryon was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I man. Was, I mean, it, the hype train continues, right? Uh, I I thought I thought he was just. I mean, borderline. I understand it's against Cincinnati's backup offense. Like I, I get it. Yeah, right? He's like a fifth stringer on the worst O line yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, like he he's <laughs> not he's not going up. Like I get it, right? But like to see that explosiveness and stuff. I mean, he was unblocked on his sack, but like he just. He really explodes off the ball, and it's really fun. I think John part Lager, of the reason he was unblocked is because he just made a move so quickly. Like, that first step on that play is what really got him around that lineman. He's a he's a freak of nature out there. John John Ledyard, um, uh, you know, from Pewter Report, was on the show a few weeks ago. He he put out an article today talking about Joe Tryon and looked at his looked at his night on Saturday night. Um, really good. You should yeah. go check that article out. Um I remember when Derek Brooks broke Isaac Bruce's ribs in a 1999 NFC Championship game. Well, if Brooks did that today, he'd be kicked out of the game. So yeah, right. Um, you know, if, if Levante David broke Michael Thomas's ribs in a game, he'd be thrown out. Um so I mean, yeah, I thought Joe Tryon was was super good. Uh want to talk about Jamel Dean for a minute because for some reason he was playing with a 13 defense. Uh, I remember when 
we were talking about our breakout players for the season predictions. I said to Dean, I was like, uh, this <laughs> player hasn't had the best camp. But, uh, and I mean, he, it wasn't like he had a horrible camp. It's just he wasn't as good as Sean Murphy, Bunty, and Carlton Davis were. Um, He's not really living up to the standard, uh, yeah, you know, was, as to why you picked him right there. now. Like, that's not good. Like, you know, that's definitely not good that he was still out there. Um, according to Bruce Arians, D. Delaney seems to be in the, the – the front runner for the fifth corner spot, which is interesting. That's uh, hmm. I have to say, interesting. Um, D. Delaney over Antonio Hamilton. Over Antonio Hamilton, over Nate Brooks, who... I thought Nate Brooks to, was a guy making if, some tackles if, as well. If you talk to some people, he's God Almighty. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to name names, but... He's not in our uh, chat room right now, so... Uh... I'm not going to name names, but if you talk to some people... Nate Brooks is uh, the next Derek Brooks. Uh, Derek <laughs> Brooks of corners. So, um, um, so I, I I was surprised to hear that. You know, and I mean Bruce didn't come out and say, "Oh, Dee Delaney's the he's in." You know, he's the guy. Like he didn't say that, but it just it seems like he kind of is the front runner right now. I don't think that's going to end up that way. I think Antonio Hamilton is eventually going to like he's put together a solid camp. I thought he was solid on Saturday night. I think by the end of the preseason, everything when it's all said and done, Antonio Hamilton will probably gra- grab that fifth corner spot. Um, Jordan Whitehead still didn't practice today, so we'll see if he comes back. And that's I note that because that would mean maybe Ross Cockrell uh, stays at safety for a little bit. Um, other than that, not not a ton. Uh, not, not, one more not guy ton. on that defense that I think showed some real heart out there. Grant Stewart. I mean, you could see his hair on the field from the nosebleeds. The mane on that man, dude. Um, he, I think he only had like two assisted tackles on his stat sheet, but he had his nose in some plays, and I like the hustle. He got a lot of reps at linebacker. Um, we've seen what he can do at special teams in camp, but, I mean, he got my attention a few times. You know what they say about the guys that that you say, uh, you know, oh, he, he plays a heart. I mean, <laughs> That means he's not very good. Um, I didn't. That's I didn't, not what I, I was leading on, but there were uh, a few well, times where I liked the hustle, and then he missed a tackle. You know. Well, I I don't think I don't think Grant Stewart is very good, but um, yeah. Uh, Michael Henderson said Whitehead and Hansy have been out. Something is up. Yeah, well, well, Whitehead and Hansy have both been out. I mean, it's not not like the Bucks aren't trying to keep it a secret. Like, yeah, they were out know, of Whitehead practice is, again today. Yeah, Whitehead, it's probably a, a shoulder or something like that that he got surgery on this offseason. Um, and, and, you know, and Hainsey, but Hainsey's been able to take some snaps. So I would assume, you know, at some point this week, I think he'd be able to do, be even limited. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I just, yeah, Rich says Stewart looks slow. Yeah, to me, Stewart was, and I don't know, maybe. I think everybody's partial to the guy with crazy hair. The, right. The yeah. Well, he's the, the one that you're looking at. Yeah. You know, the, the white guy with crazy hair that runs wild um, because everybody loved Riley Bula and he wasn't that good. <laughs> um, so I, I think people had more good to say about Joe Dirt than they have uh, Grant Stewart so far. Well, Granted he, that oh, Joe Dirt had a bigger resume. Well, Joe Dirt was also on hard knocks. Exactly. So. Camera's okay. going to help. Oh, well, Okay, camera's can also add ten pounds. So, so 
it, it looked like it looked like it looked like Stewart might be holding taking pictures of the camera because he was basically running like he had 10 extra pounds oh on man oh man <laughs> well that's why just, i said he played with a lot of heart okay hey, i mean at yeah. the end of the day like look this dude was mr irrelevant he was literally the last pick of the draft like i'm not going to be sitting there expecting him to, to be some kind of <laughs> contributor like an like if he contributes great i'm not expecting him to be a contributor i'm not even expecting really kj Britt to be a contributor but if they do fantastic whatever um tv 12 goat man notes that you know brady and hansy were getting some snaps on the sidelines yeah it's good to see i mean tom brady just like i guess he never wants to relax he just never wants to sit there <laughs> it's got to always be doing something if it was up to him he probably would have gone out there and he would have like, played the whole game yeah he just he that's the been thing like, is that like he you know he's taking snaps on the sideline to show the tv cameras and to show coach that he's good enough to go back in mm-hmm. um because as far as he's concerned, his team is losing a game. But yeah, he is—he is the definition of a football guy. Yeah. Other than that, though, I don't—I don't have anything else. No um, take back this week. No, I don't. I don't have a take back. I pretty much all the takes that I had were were in this were in this show. Um, I mean, the Titans come to town this week for the joint practices. So those will be interesting to see. Bruce has already uh, said that uh, the starters probably aren't going to play in the second preseason game against the Titans. Um, he, he said he today? does expect he said he does expect an ample amount in the third game, but he said he doesn't expect to play the starters in the second preseason game. When did he say that? Yesterday or today? Today. Okay, I, I haven't seen the press conference yet, so it was like happening as we were recording the show. So. Yeah, uh, last uh, week saw he doesn't expect them to play this week. Does Trask play earlier next game? Yeah, I mean he he will. Well, especially you're not getting your you, starters, I think it's a guarantee at this point. Yeah, right? especially <laughs> if you won't see the starters. If you, I'm still not convinced. I still think the starters will play, but um, I think it'd be pretty dumb for the starters not to play. I, I personally, I don't know why they would play a lot in the third game. If you want me honest, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if but if if the starters aren't playing, I mean, either way, even if the starters do play, I think you would see Trask earlier. Um. Yeah, I, I think you you would see him earlier than than you did last. Like, what did he come in late third quarter? I think. Yeah, it, it was because we opened up the second half with more Ryan Griffin, and people were pissed. Um, and it's and they're not really mad at him. There's maybe it's not cuffed. Yeah, people just wanted um, to see Kyle. <laughs> so, um, I I think you might see maybe Trask start the second half instead of in the late late third quarter. Like you'll you'll see him. A little bit more so yeah. we'll see what happens um we will be coming to you guys tomorrow uh with a special show i'm not sure if brett wants to announce it yet oh yeah yeah, yeah we'll do it um I, I know that we promised you guys chris myers today uh but he ended up telling us that tomorrow works best for his schedule so we are going to be live tomorrow night right at 8 p.m with special guest Chris Myers of Fox Sports, who was in the booth with Rondé Barber calling the game on WFLA. And I believe he will be in the booth once again next week with Rondé Barber calling the game on WFLA. But we're going to have him join the show, get his thoughts on the game, uh, and then get his expectations for this team in the 2021 season. We'll also potentially be taking phone calls um, we kind of have to figure something out because the old CF hotline isn't really around anymore officially. So we're going to have to figure out some technicality stuff. So hopefully we have a uh, toll free number for you guys to call in tomorrow night and we'll get to hear your thoughts on the game and maybe any questions you have about anything, but make sure you stay tuned to that. It's going to be live tomorrow night, right at 8 PM. 
right here on our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do so you get a notification. But folks, that is the, the show. One, there, there's one more thing. Okay, um, one more thing. Actually, That's not actually, the show just yet. <laughs> actually, two more things. <laughs> um, one, why do you think players like Scotty Miller uh, and Jamel Dean were in the third quarter? Jamel Dean, I really don't know. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Just, he wasn't having a great camp, but like I don't know why he was in the third quarter. Scotty, Scotty Miller, I mean, Scotty's got to make those gritty catches. And I mean, yeah, he's also and, and technically also, like the fourth wide receiver. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's technically not a starter. Like, yeah. he's technically not a starter. So, um, and then the other thing, 7.30 p.m. Uh, tonight, head over to Pewter Report's YouTube channel um, and, and check out their their, uh, their 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 live stream, uh, Remembering Mark Cook. They're going to have um, Trevor Sycamore on, who's a fumer, uh, fumer, yeah. Former pewter reporter. There, there you go. go. That's what I was trying to say. Former pewter uh, reporter. Say that five times fast. <laughs> um, he's been on the show many times. They're going to have him on. And they're just going to be sharing some Mark, some Mark Cook stories, um, some of their own stories, some stories that fans have submitted to them. Just remembering the man that was Mark Cook. Uh, great beat reporter. Great person. Great friend. Just head over there if you can. We have the link still in the chat. It's pinned to his GoFundMe. Donate if you can. If you can't, it's okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's um, it it should be a, a real really nice show. And I'm also really looking forward to our show tomorrow night. Absolutely, should be a good time. Our buddy Kevin five two two puts it nicely. He got in here a little late, but uh, he said it's probably the most Bucks game I've ever seen. And I like it. I think that's a good way to describe it, right? If you've been around here long enough and you've watched Tampa Bay football for a number of years, then you know exactly what he's talking about. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out live with us here today on YouTube. Uh, check out the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news that happens, you can check out my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily. You can also find him on Twitter at Evan NFL. Last but not least, you can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. Shout out to our people in the live chat one last time. Go Bucks, go Bolts from Germany, TB12 Goatman, Pete Payne. Kevin522 and Willie Beeman, couple of our moderators holding it down. Glad to see you guys. Thanks again for the super chat, Willie. We do appreciate you, my friend. Glad to have you back in the chat room. But like Evan said, make sure you guys head over and check out Pewter Reports live stream later tonight. Uh, should be a good one, remembering our dear friend, Mark Cook. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. And we will catch you guys tomorrow night with Chris Myers of Fox Sports and maybe taking some phone calls. I don't know. Should be a fun one. Until then, and as always, talk to you later, and go box. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.